on a teacher. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you for what you have already done on tonight. We thank you for those that are coming forth, Father God, and we thank you, God, that the Holy Spirit reminds them, God, and give them what's needed, God, for these skits in Jesus' name. And we thank you that we have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So who's coming first? So Jennifer, you're the only one with the test. You might can hear them in there. You might have to go in the kitchen. They go to mics up here. Hello. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know what we're going to do. I'm just tired, tired. If it ain't one thing, it's another. This bill is due. That bill is due. The kids need this. The kid needs that. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? There has to be a better life than this. What are we going to do? What you want? What do you mean, what are we going to do? We got to pay these bills. <laughs> if the refrigerator ain't breaking down, the car is breaking down, it's like we're cursed. We keep going through the same thing over and over, month after month, day after day. It's got to be a better life than this. We got to pray about it, this thing. Hey, how many minutes y'all have for break? Oh, we only on break for about 10 minutes. They told me. We had more time than anywhere. I, I couldn't help but overhear you talking and you were complaining about what you were going to do. And what kind of like life you is frustrated this? or something. What's wrong? Bills, bills, bills. Bills. Yeah. Bills. Who made the bills? Children. Day after day, week after week, month after month. Oh. Can't never keep no money in our pockets. There has to be a better life than this. This is what I'm telling him. This job ain't hardly paying anything. What are we going to do? Well, you know what? Psalms 23 reminds us of how, you know, the Lord is our shepherd. And he provides for us and he cares for us. And, you know, I see this Psalms as, who? you know. Psalms? The Bible. Oh, it's, oh. it's a chapter in the Bible. Oh, okay. Uh, do you belong to a church? No, I don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't go to church. Yeah. Oh, you don't? No, we don't oh. go to church. Have you ever been saved? Do no. you know anything? I don't know nothing. Do you want to be saved? Because you know, I'm talking about a risen savior, somebody that loved you, you know, and somebody that died for you over two thousand years ago. Wow! And you say you're a shepherd? Yeah, he's your shepherd. He he's your Lord. Yeah. Because we need some. He's the reason you're standing here. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was saved one, one time. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well you know, when know. you accept Jesus Christ into your life, you know, your spirit man is sealed, you know, and the Bible mentions of how he is married to the backslider. And you can use this opportunity. You know, we got a few minutes. You know, I want to introduce you. You, Renee, to Christ. Um, you said you once knew Christ before, but you can come back to him and then, you know, renew your relationship with him. And he'll show you the way out of what you're going through. Really? Mm -hmm. okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, every day is not going to be easy, but he'll show you a way out. And it won't become overwhelming. And then you'll put your life in his hands. And that's when he uh, can lead and guide you. And direct you in every area of your life. You think you want to? Every area? Wow. Because, you know, once you come to him, you're saying that, you know, I don't want to do it my way anymore because I overheard you saying that you're trying to, you know, like you're trying to do it all. He wants to do it for you. Wow. Yeah, he wants to do it for you. He loves you so much. And, you know, this is an opportunity. You could, yeah, just come on back to the Lord. You. And you can get to know him right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, I would love to do that because I can't do it on my own no more. 
You can't. I just need. No, we can't do it. Another way. I need another way. Yes. Father, let's pray. Mm. I want to lead you back to Christ. You, brother, you want to come back to Christ today? Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we know that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you right now for these two individuals. And, Father, we ask you right now to come in the midst of us, God. And we ask you to save them, God, deliver them, and set them free. God, we ask you just to pour out your spirit upon them right now in Jesus' name. God, we know that you have already forgiven us for past, present, and future sins. So we give you glory right now, God, for saving them, God, for delivering them, God, for filling them with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. So you guys, um, you say you didn't belong to a church or anything like that. You know, because, you know, with you accepting Christ, you have got to now renew your mind because, you know, those old habits, your old way of thinking and doing things um, have taken over. Right. So when he comes in, you become new and you're whole. And so with the word, getting into the word, it'll renew your mind. And then your thinking pattern will change. And the way you do things will change. Really? Mm-hmm. And it'll all glorify him. And heal directly. But I want, you know, another time is we got to get back on the line. Uh, but I want to introduce you, you know, to my pastor. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is awesome. Yeah. He brings the word, you know, he makes it clear where you can understand it and everything. And I want to invite you two guys to come with me. Um, if you can this Sunday. You think okay. we can do that? We can do that. Well, we will do that. You know, we just, you know, um. If you can't make Sunday school, you know, our service starts right at 11. Mm-hmm. Think you can come? I mean, yes, I can pick I can you up. That. Yes, we can do that. Okay. We can do that. Okay. Hey, Renee. Yes? Um, I'm outside. Y'all want to catch around me? Yes. Or yes. You want to follow me to church? We'll meet you at the church. Okay. <clears throat> Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? You ready for church? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Miracle Temple. Hey, brother. How you doing, sister? How, how you, you doing? doing? Yeah, I heard that, you know what I'm saying, the evangelist then led you all, you know what I'm saying, to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, we're excited, you know what I'm saying, to have you all here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're glad, you know what I'm saying, that you have been accepted to the beloved. Now, you know what I'm saying, that you're saved now. Yes. And I'm, uh, my name is... Pastor Carlton, and I wanted to know, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to let you all know, you know what I'm saying, I mean, now, you know what I'm saying, that you're in Christ, you know what I'm saying, God, you know what I'm saying, I mean, I want you all to come so you all can get taught, you know what I'm saying, the word of okay. God, you know what I'm saying, and as you all get taught, you know what I'm saying, to feed your spirit, that's what's going to keep you, you know what I'm saying, I mean, as, okay. you know what I'm saying, God used me to feed you all, and I want to let you also know, you know what I'm saying, anytime you all need, you know what I'm saying, I mean, you know what I'm saying, I mean, to talk, you know what I'm saying, anytime y'all need to, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, to okay. have any questions about, you know what I'm saying, I mean, anything, you know what I'm saying, I mean, that you right. need to know as far as the word of God, you know what I'm saying, that's why God God has Clem School, and he, and what Clem School does, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, it teaches, you know what I'm saying, I mean, who you are in Christ, you know right. what I'm saying, I mean. mm-hmm. so, you know what I'm saying, I, mean, I just want to let you know I'm glad, you know what I'm saying, I mean, that, you know what I'm saying, I mean, you all, you know what I'm saying, came 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 to church today, and I'm glad yeah. you, know I mean, you all came to Christ, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I mean, and heaven re- is rejoicing today, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I mean, yeah. because, you know what I'm saying, you all came to Christ hallelujah and I just want to let you know you know what I'm saying to me now you know what I'm saying to me hey that you know what I'm saying you're a new creature you know what I'm saying old things just passed away behold all things are made new now you know what I'm saying so I want to let you know you know what I'm saying to me like I said if you have any questions you know what I'm saying to me you can call me no matter what time of day it is or night it is you know what I'm saying I'm here for you you know what I'm saying to have any questions you want to ask well thank you so much and we're glad to be a member of Miracle Temple thank you so much thank you brother bless you
<laughs> Denise? Hey, Willie. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. How many years? Probably five or six at most. Yes. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. You're I'm looking good. nice. You're looking nice, too. Yeah, Thank you. Nice Thank you. So, uh, so what you doing now? Well, I'm living for the Lord. I'm still working at House of Rayford. I go to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, and Lord, I'm telling you, the word is good. It is real good, Willie. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you saved? Uh, no, I don't think so. You still living that life that you used to live? Well, I, uh, I ain't quite as bad, but you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, it uh, used to be me and you. Yeah, Remember them yeah, days? I used to holler at you, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know what? God has washed that away. He has cleansed my soul. Can I tell you about the goodness of the Lord? Do you know that Jesus sent his only begotten son to die here, to die on the earth just for me when I was in my mess with you? You know, Jesus, he sent his only son. Do you know how many people that will send their son to die for somebody, one of their children? Well, let me tell you about him. He is good. All that stuff I used to do, Willie, he put it in the sea of forgetfulness, and he don't remember it anymore. I am here to tell you, all that corrupt stuff I used to do, lying, stealing, hoeing, all that stuff, being a big mouth, dancing, all that stuff, God has... He changed all that for you? He changed me. He took me up off that jump pile, man, and he turned me into the woman I am today. I am a mighty woman of God. He's awesome. Anything you need is in him. Everything you need is in God. Money, deliverance, anything you need, your healing, your peace, your joy, everything is in him. And you said money too, right? Money, yeah, money too. Yeah, 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 money too. Money too. So why come you don't want to give your life to Christ? Why haven't you given your life to Christ? Nobody ever told me this before. You had never heard it before? Well, let me tell you this. I'm getting ready to go to church tonight. You don't go to church nowhere, do you? Or do you even go to church? No, I hadn't been since, what's this, 2018? I hadn't been since 08, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, would you like to come go to church with me tonight? I would love it. Okay, come on. For God so loved the world, church, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So I just want you to know today how much God loves each and every one of you. And he has a divine purpose for each individual in this room. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be your friend till the end. And God is a way maker. Amen. Amen. And I just, it's, it's a blessing to be here today to, to speak to you guys. And um, it's, it's just awesome. And um, is, there any, is there anyone who, who wants to give their life to the Lord today? Come, if you will. I would like to. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on up, brother. (laughs) Come on, church. Let's rejoice for our new brother in Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's just get right to it, brother. So you're ready to give your heart to the Lord? Yes, sir. Well, repeat after me. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for dying for all my sins. Thank you for dying for all of my sins. I believe that you rose again on the third day. I believe that you rose again on the third day. And I accept your free gift. And I accept your free gift. Into my heart. Into my heart. And I am no longer the same. And I am no longer the same. But I am now born again. But I am now born again. Amen. Amen. Welcome, brother. (laughs) God is good. So, so, um, where, where, where are you from? I'm from a place called Teaching, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, a little small town. If you pass by, blink your eye, you'll miss it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice to meet you. You married? You got kids? 
I was uh, thinking about getting married, but never got around to it. Uh, okay. I used to date her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was nice to meet you, sister. But I see how the Lord have really changed her. She's yeah. not the same person. There's a, there's a different about her. Yeah, and God, he, he can he does a quick work, and he's going to do a quick work in you. Um, she made me want to get saved. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> so we can, you know, it's just, it's an honor and a privilege to be, you know, standing here talking to you today. And thank you for, you know, giving your life to the Lord. And, and I hope you can, you know, come back again to fellowship with us. Do you like to cook? I mostly eat at the pig. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Because <laughs> we, we, you know, here at the, um, where we fellowship at our organization, we have, you know, a kitchen committee. So if you like to cook, because, um, I mean, we, we like to throw down. Not only do we like spiritual food, but we like natural food as well. Okay. Y'all cooking this coming Sunday? Next I, Sunday? I hope so. That'd be I'll, nice. I'll be there. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about our organization and what we do Um you know, here we believe that it's all about God, and, and in Him we live and we move and we have our being. So know when you come in, you know, to fellowship with us, it's we're being led by the Lord, and you're going to be fed, you know, by whatever God's given us to, you know, give to the flock. And um, and I just, I'm just excited. Um, we have, um, you know, on Tuesdays we have Bible study at eight, and unless that changes, um, but and sometimes, you know, um. You can, if you want to come on fellowship with us on Sundays, our, you know, Bible studies at, um, excuse me, Sunday schools at 945. And we have five rotating teachers as of right now, unless, you know, God touches Sister Denise's heart and she starts teaching. But, you know, God is a way maker. He's doing things. So, and then our service is at 11. So, um, if, you know, if God puts on your heart to join the ministry, we would be glad to have you. And I, I really believe, you know, God is going to do a great work in you, brother. Thank you again for giving your life to the Lord. Thank you, Rhea. Thank you. Yes, sir, absolutely. Hallelujah. Wasn't that good, y'all? We give God glory for everything that he has done. So I pray that everybody has learned about the evangelist and the pastor. And we're going to move on to the teacher. And that's going to close out the fivefold, but we're going to go back and we're going to wrap it up some more before we go into something else. Um, dealing with the teacher, get your pen and paper out. It's a long definition. I don't want to leave nothing out. Amen. When we look at a teacher, we look at the hand and it's that little pinky and it looks small. But it has a great job to do. And when you look at this, this pinky, how many know that when you put it in your ear, you can dig deep in that ear? You can't take any other finger and put it in your ear and get as deep as you can with this pinky. So this pinky represents, it's like grounded. A teacher is grounded. And a teacher takes and divides the word of truth, rightly divides the word. But I'm going to give you this big definition, so... If you don't catch it all, you know where to get it at, right? The teacher is someone who ministers the word in such a way that it releases God's power and anointing, encouraging believers to rise to their full potential in God. I'm going to say it again. The teacher is someone who ministers the word in such a way that releases God's power and anointing encouraging believers to rise to their full potential in God. They have the ability to teach the word of God accurately so that people are not fooled by false doctrines. Teachers, ground, teachers are grounded believers in God's word. They have the supernatural God-given ability to teach the principles and doctrines of God in a life-giving way that it can be easily understood and applied to everyday life is that not long or what so go back and get it online I'll say it again a teacher is someone who ministers the word in such a way that releases God's power and anointing encouraging believers to rise to their full potential in God they have the ability to teach the word of God accurately 
so that people are not fooled by false doctrine. Teachers are grounded believers in God's word. They have the supernatural, God-given ability to teach the principles and doctrines of God in a life-giving way that it can easily be understood and applied to everyday life. So when you look at a teacher, a teacher is not someone that just teach. You have a lot of teachers, but that don't mean that they are part of the fivefold because all of us, um, we're taught, we're disciples, we're followers of Jesus Christ. But Jesus have called some to be teachers. And those that um, he called to be teachers, he have given them the ability that as they are teaching you, it makes you want to go into the word yourself. They lay that word out to the point of you can't wait to get home to flip pages. If you notice a teacher, a teacher, and I was telling y'all Sunday, I have to have the right Bible. A teacher now is going to be different when it comes to even to a Bible. They got to have the right Bible where it can turn the way it need to turn, do what uh, they want that Bible to do, because this is what they hold on to all the time. Not saying that. The other fivefold do not do that. But a teacher is a lover of the word of God. They want to make sure that as they bring the word, as they expound on the word, they want to make sure that people have an understanding of that word, that they have accuracy when they're presenting the word. Any teacher that teach the word of God, you have to be able to teach for every individual that's in that room. When you see a teacher using these big words and trying to break down, you know, always using Greek, it's nothing wrong with using Greek and, and speaking those words. But if you have a teacher that's steady speaking Greek all the time, you can lose people. How can you lose people? Because people are trying to focus on that Greek word instead of focusing on what's coming from that Greek word. So a good teacher can set the room um, with the word of God for whoever's in that room. A good teacher will teach to the ability of a child understanding what's being taught through that teacher. So when you got a good teacher, the, the teacher is going to bring things that's going to um, bring joy to you, that's going to bring laughter to you. A teacher is going to bring, like um, Jesus did, like parables. You know, uh, Jesus taught in parables to give them a way of understanding what they could not understand. So a teacher may bring, um, when I first started out teaching, what God would have me to do when y'all see skits in the ministries because God had me to do it in skits. And when you open up skits, it helped people to see the picture even the more of what's being said and what's being, um, what has already been taught. It gives you more of a picture. It helps you to see the word in a more um, clear way. So when God put a teacher before you, that teacher is going to have you so hungry for that word that you just can't wait to dig into it for yourself. And when a teacher expounds on the word of God, it just um, builds you up on the inside. And you're saying, even though I didn't finish school, I know I can grasp that. I know I can get into the word that way. And then they would go and, and really take the principles and the word of God that the teacher has presented. And they will begin to say, just like you showed her, just like you showed him, Holy Spirit, show me. So a teacher, when a teacher bring the word, a teacher is just not going to give you anything. A teacher have to be in the word in order to give you the word. And a teacher have to get revelation from the word, be illuminated him or herself in order to teach you according to, um, according um, from the word of God. If a person say that they are a teacher and they just throwing out scriptures, mm-mm. Because anybody can go in there and throw out a dozen scriptures. But when you get revelation on those scriptures, that's what bring life in the room. You know, some people can just teach scripture, 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 scripture. Yes, that's the reference. But what did that scripture say to you? How can you um, bring that scripture in a way to let people know that your life is reflecting what you're teaching? Anyone who say that they are a teacher, their life reflect what they're teaching. 
If anybody say they're a teacher and they teach on healing, they have experienced healing in the word of God themselves to bring that word to you in a, in a, a way that you know that they know. You cannot be a teacher and just say something that you heard and haven't gotten revelation on it. A teacher is not going to leave you open for confusion. Let me tell you what happens. Anytime that I am teaching, the Holy Spirit will, if I say something, he will remind me, go back in with that. Because there was something that somebody did not grasp that they need to grasp. I want you to go in and I want you to take it this way. See, the Holy Spirit is going to always be there with that teacher to let that teacher know that need to be broke down some more. That need to be dissected some more. Because you got a whole room full of people that don't have the same education, that are not the same age. You have people in the room that never thought about picking up the word of God. So when a teacher began to expound on the word through the help of the Holy Spirit, it gives the people that in the room um, some enlightenment to say, man, that's good. Man, I want more than that, more of that. You know how you go into a good restaurant and you're waiting for the food to come? You heard about what they're serving. But when you sit down there and you begin to eat that food and you take and chew on that food and chew on that food and you can taste all the flavors that's in that food, some people, believe it or not, they can sit there and eat that food and they can say, oh, that right there is in there. Or this right here is in there. I taste a little bit of garlic. Well, maybe that's mm, pepper. Wait a minute. That's something else that's in there. What they're doing, they're tasting the food, and that food has such a good taste that they know what they're eating. And see, that's what a teacher does. When a teacher go into the word of God for themselves, first of all, to teach anybody, you have to have a teachable spirit. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. And you just can't just grab a scripture, read the scripture, and say, oh, I'm going to teach on that. Mm -mm. It does not work like that. You have to take that scripture and you have to dissect that scripture and you have to meditate on that scripture and you have to say, Holy Spirit, what, it, what are you saying to me concerning this scripture? And as you dissect it and as you break it down, then when the light come on and you get revelation from that scripture, then you begin to live out that scripture in your life. So when you're getting ready to teach somebody else that scripture, they know that you've been there because you have a flow. A teacher is going to flow. It's not going to be, uh, let me think about this, let me think about that. Uh, 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 at first, you may do that, but later on, as you go into the Word and you spend time with the Word, when you teach, you ain't even going to be flipping back and forth no more because it's already in you. You're gonna, you, you, you know that you done been there. I, I'll put it this way. When you learn your ABCs, you don't have to look at them no more. You can see them in front of you and how, what they look like. So when you teach a good teacher, when they're, when they're teaching, they done been in that word. They know what the word says. They have a surety of that word. So they don't really have to go back and check it when they get that good because they are so sure because that's where they've been. That's the um, ground that um, they have. Um, how can I put it? When you dig up some ground, you turn in that ground over. You keep turning that ground over even before you plant a seed you making sure that your heart as a teacher is right. So when you plant that seed, that seed will be able to grow. When that seed began to grow and you began to minister that word, people are going to know what you have planted because your life is going to reflect that seed. Amen. So you're going to know a good teacher when you see a good teacher because they, they, they love the word and they can keep on and on and on and on. They have three or four closings. <laughs> And then they'll come back. Oh, let me say this right here. But that's what a teacher does. It's a lot dealing with the teacher. Let me give you this with um, what Spurgeon said about a teacher. What is the secret of a great uh, teacher, of someone that's teaching? The secret is, he said, is they get on fire with the gospel and the people will come in and watch you burn. A good teacher get on fire with the gospel, which is the good news concerning the kingdom, and people will come in and watch you burn. What does that mean? 
That means that if I'm in my word so much, if I'm in this gospel, if I'm in the word and the word is in me, when I begin to teach you the word, you just see in the fire that's coming through me from that word. You're watching me burn because I'm so full of it and I love what I'm doing. Uh, uh, any individual, especially the fivefold, if God called you to that, you never get burnt out. Because if you're before him and you're doing what he's telling you to do, there's no burnout in him. You'll keep going, you'll keep going, you'll keep going. Sometimes you get discouraged, but he give you an anointing for that. So people would ask me, how, how do you do that? How did you, you, you take all that? Because that's what he anointed me to do. And anything that he anoints you to do, he will show you how to do it and how to handle people that come your way. A good teacher is going to know how to teach um, from kindergarten on up. They're going to know how to teach from each grade level on up because you're dealing with different individuals. You're going to know how to feed them. You're going to know what they need. You're not going to just give somebody that's on milk, meat, to tell them now it's time to grow up and this is their first time in the word of God. You got to um, deliver the word the way the Holy Spirit is telling you to deliver the word. But a good teacher will always be in the word of God, seeing what God wants for the people. That teacher is not going to go outside of the word of God to give somebody something that God has not said. Now, to be a good teacher, like I said, you have to have a teachable spirit. You have to be in the word in order to teach anybody. First of all, you have to be taught yourself. When we go back and look in the, in the word of God, Jesus, he had to teach those disciples first. They became disciples. They were learners of Jesus Christ. And as they learned from him, then he gave them that office of apostle, that call that come on their life as an apostle. But they were taught first. So you have to be taught the word of God. When we look at a house, and I'm going to say this again, you have in that house, first of all, when you build in a house, you have the foundation, right? Then after the foundation, you're going to build the walls in that house, right? You got to have your walls coming in your rooms and everything like that. So when we look at 1 Corinthians 12, 28, the Bible tells you there are first apostles, second prophets, thirdly teachers. Why did it come into order like that? Why is the teacher taking the, the third place in the body of Christ? Because that's how the house is built. Once the apostles and the prophets go out with that foundation, and we know that foundation is what Jesus have already given them. So they're taking that, and they're only laying, laying what has already been laid through Jesus Christ. But the teacher take what they have um, been um, teaching and what they have been given out, and they make sure that they teach accordingly to what was laid. They make sure that everybody is getting the same word, nothing different. So when you come in, a teacher is going to let you know who you are now that you're in Christ. They're going to give you from the beginning to the end to get you ready for where God is taking you. It's like making a disciple. And as that disciple is made, that disciple is going out and making more disciples. So we need teachers in the body of Christ, anointed teachers that do not take this word lightly. I'm going to say it again. We can all teach, but not everybody is a teacher. We can all teach, but not everybody is a teacher. A teacher that God has called is not going to throw you anything just to say, I gave you something. If I don't get any illumination from this word, if I'm not hearing God, I'll sit there and say, God, I am not going forth with that because that just don't, it, it ain't doing nothing for me. So how's it going to do anything from any, for anybody else? And I don't try to do stuff to excite people to grab hold to the word because the Holy Spirit is the one that releases the power upon the word of God. And the Holy Spirit knows what that teacher has. So he is not going to release the power of the life of God to, upon that word when we don't have no revelation on that word. Let's look at, um, I said 1 Corinthians 12, 28. It says, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then the gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. So we see how God has set them in the body of Christ, and we have to understand 
why he have set them that way. And I just explained it because once those apostles lay that foundation, remember when Jesus started out as an, um, as an apostle, the one that was sent, Jesus began to do what? He began to teach his followers. They began to learn from him. And as they learned from him, they went out and they taught others. So another scripture we know is Ephesians 4.11. When Jesus left the gifts, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. So we see the teachers are part of the fivefold. Now, I'm going to give you a scripture in Psalms 39, 3. And this is talking about David. And like I said, a teacher, just like Jeremiah, Jeremiah says, like fire shut up in my bone and I can't contain it. A teacher loved the word of God so much. They're in the word of God so much, rightly dividing the word of truth, that they got all of this ream, all of this word inside them, and they can't contain it. It's always coming out. So in Psalms 39, 3, here's an example. David said, my heart was hot within me while I was muzzing the fire burnt. Then I spake with my tongue. So David was going through something, and David was trying to keep silent with what he was going through, but he couldn't. Because the fire that was in him because of how he was feeling. And, and it said in another um, version, it was, he was angry. So he couldn't contain it. He couldn't hold it. So he had to begin to speak with his tongue. That's how it is for a teacher. When a teacher is going into the word of God and they're listening to what God want to give to the people, what God want to teach to people, because we're going after God's pattern, not after man's pattern. So by doing that, when they get so full of this word, they can't, it's like a fire burning on the inside of them. And they're ready to bring that word of God forth unto God's people. They're ready to let it out. And this is why it says in the word of God, the word is like a fire and it devours everything that's going on around you. Another thing is Ezra 7 verse 10. This is something that a teacher has to do. Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. It said, Ezra had worked hard, dedicated, devoted himself, set his heart to know, study, and obey, practice, do, observe the teachings, the law, the Torah of the Lord, and to teach his rules and commands to the Israelites. Now, I'm going to read it again. It said, Ezra had worked hard. That means he dedicated, devoted himself, set his heart to know, study, and obey practice do observe the teachings so this is what happens with the teacher a teacher cannot teach anybody else if they are not in the word themselves obeying that word doing that word setting their heart devoting themselves to that word a teacher have to be devoted to the word of God not just going in there when it's time to teach a day before not just going in there a day before when it's time to teach and pulling some scriptures and then giving them out. No, you don't do that. A teacher is going to always be before the Lord studying the scriptures, studying to show themselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so they don't have to be ashamed. So this is what Ezra was doing. He devoted his time. He went into study. And when he devoted his time, he prepared his heart. A teacher has to prepare their hearts to teach. That means we have to search ourselves and say, Lord, if, if there's anything in me, any wicked way in me that would keep me from presenting this word of truth to your people, Father, show it unto me. So Ezra spent time preparing his heart and also preparing your heart. When you go before the Lord, you just don't dive into the word of God. You know, when you go in into the word of God, you should begin to thank him. You should begin to praise him. You should begin to say, Lord, I thank you that you chose me to teach your people. I count this as an honor, as a privilege to go forth, to represent your word before your people. God, I recognize that it's not my word, it is your word. I recognize that it's not for me to get glory through this word, but it's for you to get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And Father, I thank you that as I go into this word, that this word is illuminated to me through the Holy Spirit, where it 
penetrates my very being and it comes out of my mouth like a two-edged sword, like a fire that devours everything around me, like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. And God, as I'm presenting your word, I thank you that the people's hearts are open and receptive, God, to receive this ream of word, God, that you're sharing with me today. God, I thank you that you open in my eyes so I can see the wonderful things out of your law. God, I thank you that you have given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened so I will know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of your glory. And when you began to pray that prayer unto the Lord, and Lord, I thank you that the things, Father God, that I yet don't see, that the Holy Spirit began to show them unto me. God, let there be light coming upon the pages of the written word of God. And as that light show up on those pages, God, all of those pages begin to get down into my heart. And God, when I open my mouth, they know that I have been with you. God, I want to experience you for myself. God, before I give it to anybody, Lord, I want to have that personal experience with you. I want to live that word. I want to talk that word. I want to be about that word. God, I want to hold on to that word. I want to guard that word. I want to keep that word in my heart, God, that I will not sin against thee. God, I just thank you, God, that it's like fire on the inside of me. See, you got to get in a place with God that before you can give it to somebody else, nobody would be able to uproot what God has already planted. No matter which way they come, a teacher is going to guard that word. The teacher is going to protect that word because the teacher knows that is God's word. So as I bring that word, nobody don't have to tell me that that ain't God because I know it's God. So I'm not going to turn away from what I know is his word. That's why you know where you've been. So you can hold on tightly to that word. And you don't get offended. A teacher don't get offended when somebody come to them and say, well, I heard you say this or I heard you say that. A teacher is going to take the time and expound and explain what was said without getting offended. Because sometimes we can uh, present the word and we're forgetting the audience that's in front of us. Sometimes we want to show people I know the word. That's pride. God has given you the right to use his word. So he wants you to use it the way he will have you to use it. That's why the Holy Spirit has to be your teacher first. If you can't let the Holy Spirit teach you, God ain't going to let you teach nobody else. We got to be the ones that's not so easily offended when somebody come back and check. Y'all, I've been checked many a times. I don't get offended. Sometimes when I'm teaching them about my married business and they say, Apostle, you said this right here. Did I tell you? You know, we got to correct that girl. She said, but I know what you meant. But you know what? How people, if you say Moses and it should have been Aaron, you know how people just get rid of the whole teaching. I said, but you know what? God know what you meant to say and people that are in the spirit and know what you meant to say, they're not going to be stuck on that one word. So you'll be changing all day long. But y'all, the word is so good. It's so rich. And when you teach, and I'm going to tell you just how good the word is. When, when a good teacher will know how to teach even the children. To know how to bring it in, in a way that a child, and, and I'll give you an example, and I know y'all know, I always talk about my little Jayana, because Jayana's just special. Let me tell you what she did Sunday. This is funny. Sunday, we went to eat after church, and Jayana, the song that Sheikah danced off of, um, I Will Trust in You, that girl sat at that table and began to sing that song verbatim. After she began to sing that song, I'm going to tell you what this girl come up with. This girl, sister sitting there, and she come up with her own name. And this is one that somebody probably ended up picking up. She said, me, ma. She said, I'm prophetess, but I'm queen prophetess. <laughs> so everybody have to listen to queen prophetess. Now, Jada, turn around. Pay attention to queen prophetess. Because I'm going to pray for you. 
and I'm going to lay hands on you. So she started praying. She said, Lord Jesus, in the name, pay attention, Jada. I'm praying for you. The whole time she was in there doing what she saw. See, a child will catch on to what you're doing. And she asked me questions. Well, Mima, why did this go on? Well, Mima, why did that go on? And then she will watch people and she'll watch what they're singing. She said, the song, um, Let Us See Jesus, she was picking that up, just picking, picking that up. She'll call me and she'll say, Mima, I was praying, let us see Jesus. So what am I saying? If, if you're teaching a good teacher that teaches the way the Holy Spirit allowed them to teach, children will pick up what's being taught. So this is why when you up under a good teacher, a good teacher is just not going to give you anything. They're not going to lead you, leave you wide open for false doctrine. They're going to always close up them gaps. They're going to let you know exactly what the word of God is saying. And if it's something that the Holy Spirit reminds them that needed to be added to that word to close that gap, they're going to come back and say, wait a minute, I need to put this in there. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that helps that teacher to give you what you need from that teacher. The teacher cannot do it alone. It's with the help of the Holy Spirit. So the teacher is going to take time to get the word for themselves. Everybody can teach, but that does not mean that they are a teacher. You're going to know a good teacher. They love that word so much, they're not just going to give you anything. I always tell people, I, I just can't throw nobody a bone. I just can't say just because it's meat on that bone. Here, take it. It, it don't work like that. So you're going to know a good teacher. And on that note, I'm going to stop there because I have a lot up here. Yes, a whole one and a half pages because I was getting so happy. So I'm going to stop right there and let you think about those few scriptures that I have given you. But I want you to meditate on Ezra 7.10 and how Ezra prepared himself before the Lord it said he dedicated, devoted himself. A teacher is going to devote themselves. They're going to prepare themselves before the Lord. And their heart is going to be prepared. It's going to be made ready. And then after they prepare themselves, devote themselves um, before the Lord, their lifestyle is going to represent where they've been. That teacher is going to follow pursuit on what they're teaching. Nobody should be teaching a word they haven't experienced. If you haven't experienced how to live a, a life of prosperity, why are you teaching on it? If you haven't uh, uh, learned to live a life of trusting God, why are you telling people to trust him? Anything that you have not lived, you don't need to be teaching. If you don't have kids and you're telling people how to raise their kids, the Holy Spirit will tell you in the word, yes, he will how to do it. But if you just spitting that out there, people going to know you ain't got no kids. But if you don't have them and the Holy Spirit is, is telling you and giving you revelation of the scripture, they're going to know you're going to know how to raise some. You don't have to have them to raise them. If you in the word, the way you need to be, the Holy Spirit would teach you how to raise a child. He would teach you about children and children are began to love you and you don't even have children why because you spent time in the word of god and god began to give you compassion for some people don't have compassion for children don't have compassion with children and trying to teach in school in school just to get some money there'll be teachers aides or, or helpers or whatever and don't even like kids but it's in there to make money, faking it to make it. And one thing that a teacher do, you know, in the world, a teacher have their lesson plans. They have to make lesson plans before they even go into that classroom. They have to have their lesson plan ready for that class. And if you notice a teacher, when I was in school, um, at that time, I loved to watch the teachers teach and write on that chalkboard and 
pass out those. It was just something in me that just gravitated to that. And I never understood it. So what I would do after they would get through teaching, I would go to the teacher and say, do you have any leftover um, papers or anything that you don't want that I can have? And they would give me their papers and stuff. And I would take the papers that they had and I would go home and teach my little cousin, set up my classroom. And believe it or not, I had a cousin that had problems in school and was not passing. So I would take those papers home and sit them in their little chairs and have my little board. And then I would sit down and work with them with those papers and teach them. And this person began to pass. But that's where God was setting me up as a teacher. He was showing me how to do it even when I was young and I had a passion for it. A teacher has a passion for the word of God. When you see good teachers in, in, in school, a good teacher ain't going to let a child fail. They are not going to let a child fail. They're going to take time out of their schedule. Even if the parents ain't helping the child, that teacher will send notes home and say, I'm willing to stay after school with your child to help them in this area that they're not, that they're needing help in. That's a good teacher. So to find a good teacher in the church, they ain't going to leave you like that. They're going to see somebody that's struggling in the area and they're going to pull them aside and say, let me um, show you this right here. Because the Holy Spirit is going to shine a light on that person. Say, uh-uh, don't give up. You have a teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. You can um, learn those thou's and those D's. You can use King James because the Holy Spirit will help you with King James. So see, a good teacher ain't going to leave you like that. A good teacher is always willing to teach you and help you to get you where you need to be, to get you on the right path. So I'm telling you, y'all, the way that Jesus left the fivefold for the church, that's the hand of God. And the Bible says that if you humble yourself up under the mighty hand, y'all know why this is saying that now? This is the fivefold. This is the hand of God. So when you have the fivefold amongst you, when you humble yourself, up under the mighty hand of God, up under the mighty hand of God, you will be exalted in due season. So that's the hand of God that's amongst you, which is the fivefold. This is what Jesus left. He left himself in the body of Christ to raise you up so you don't have to be alone, so you won't miss anything because he has set it up this way. Amen? To God be the glory. That's it. That's all, folks. We give God glory.